Hey, this is Nolan North, and you're listening to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Why wouldn't you? Take it from me. Raphael from TMNT. Go back to 2007. We'll save our brother, and then we'll save New York City. Or, of course, you may listen to the Krang. Because the Krang know that you should listen to Turtles. Turtles and Turtle Power Hour. Go listen, Krang. Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. I'm, I'm Mike Team Templeton. Mike. Oh, oh, damn it, Mike. Damn it. You were going to wait No. <laughs> who let this, who let this guy back in? Before you were waiting till the end. That was your stick. Yeah, but we have to announce that you're back. I guess. Wait, who is He's this? back, everyone. He's back. Hey, let's just keep this all in. He's back. Cody's back. <laughs> Kmart Mike. Kmart Mike is back. <laughs> Welcome back, Cody. Was, How was your week off? It was good. It was. It's nice to purely listen to the cast as just a fan again. Right. Well, uh, thank you for coming back, Cody. We got uh, whopping uh, two messages. You know, it's good to know you leave an impact. <laughs> you know, that's 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 more. The the thing is, is like that's more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Engagement. Interaction than we normally get. Engagement. That's that's the special internet word. That's more engagement than we normally get. So no, but we, yeah, take Cody, it. we were always gonna have you back. Yeah, I appreciate it. And the folks in the Discord have actually been very sweet and very kind. So I appreciate it. I should. Yeah, we should get some more people in that Discord. It's a good Discord. You got a good group of folks. So, uh. But yeah, Cody, thank you for coming back uh, as we finish out the 1987 series. Yeah, so Spencer, what are we doing tonight? Tonight we are covering episodes 1, 2, 3, and 4 of season 10 of the 1987 cartoon. So that is The Return of Dreg, The Beginning of the End, The Power of Three, and A Turtle in Time. Uh, I gotta say, I did not expect this to turn into a multi-parter. I know, right? It's like to be continued. And I was like, oh, wow, they're going to expand it two issues. And then it's well, two, yeah. not two issues, but two episodes. And then they're just like to be continued. And I was like, wait a minute, a three parter? Yeah. And then, a well, first. Well, 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 as we get to the end of this, it's not, it's definitely more than a three parter. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's, it, yeah. I think what tripped me out was the previously on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's like, that is, I think that was the first time that had ever appeared in this show. Well, yeah, because otherwise they would have had to pay attention to the continuity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So maybe uh, you, you give Jeffrey Scott the reins, and he's just ready. There you go. Yeah. So this whole season, written by Jeffrey Scott, known for Muppet Babies, that's mm-hmm. kind of his his baby, if you will. Quite I actually the... really liked Muppet Babies. Me too. Yeah. It was like CBS's biggest hit, so you could kind of tell they're like, "All right, hey, we have this really good franchise. We just lost David Wise. Who do we trust?" It's like the guy that made Muppet Babies because that was such a hit. So perfect. Get them on Turtles. There you go. All right. Without further ado, let's kick off season 10 and tell someone a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. 
Alrighty, I believe we're starting off with my episode, The Return of Dreg, which, again, this was written by the lovely Jeffrey Scott, and I am reading this off Turtlepedia. Thank you, fine folks of Turtlepedia. Air date, September 14th, 1996. The turtles attempt to use pieces of the vortex crystal from previous episode to cure themselves of their out-of-control mutations. After undergoing the attempted cure, Michelangelo begins to mutate larger than before, now able to fire energy beams from his wrist. The other turtles and Carter attempt to hold him off with no success, as Michelangelo destroys his brother's weapons and breaks free of attempts to restrain him. His ever-increasing body size causes a cave-in. But, turns out it was all a virtual reality simulation, which would have happened if they were to use the ray on themselves. Splinter advises that stormy seas grow calm when the wind stops blowing, and that they should calm their mind and find the answer. Donatello will run another test. Meanwhile, on a far-out planet, Batman are repairing the Dregnaught while Lord Dreg and Hightech are observing the sensors for the Vortex Crystal. Dreg states the Turtles had discovered that the Crystal has the power to stabilize their mutations, but due to low readings, they have only a few fragments. With a tiny piece, Dreg can genetically recreate another Crystal, then complete his Vortex Transporter. His other assistant, Mung, reports that the Dregnaught is ready for departure. Hightech tells Dreg... Even when they return to Earth, it will take months to construct the transporter, and Mung shows him a container filled with over a million computerized microbots, which can build whatever Dreg desires in only hours. Dreg then offers Mung a position as his second command, which outrages Hightech. Dreg does not care and launches a screaming Hightech off on a probe mission. Back at the lair, Carter adjusted the ray to match the turtle's genetic codes, which has simulated success on the turtles, but not Carter. The Dregnaught arrives near Earth and soon finds the vortex crystals with the turtles. Mung sends one microbot to Earth to get a piece of the crystal on a tiny stealth rocket. At the lair, Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Leonardo are wired for the demutation ray, while Splinter and Carter get the controls ready. The microbot makes its way to the lair and steals a piece of the crystal while Leonardo is being stabilized. The turtles normally mutate while they are overly stressed, so they spar to make sure they are cured. In a while, Carter decides to return to college to continue his studies in biochemistry to find a cure for his mutation. Leonardo strikes... Leonardo shakes hands but noticed his hand is glowing and his body mutates even larger than before. Raphael initially thinks that Leonardo has been messing with the VR simulator, but Donatello reveals that he really did mutate. The mutated Leonardo trashes the lair and escapes while the other turtles pursue him while Carter tries to figure out what went wrong. The micro-rocket returns to the Dregnaught with a microbot and a fragment of the Vortex Crystal. Dreg regrows the crystals and will use it to power his teleporter that send anything to one end of the galaxy to the other, as well as to destroy the turtles. Back at the city, Leonardo rampages through the streets and the turtles attempt unsuccessfully to calm him. Raphael asks April to keep them off the news, but it turns out that they are being covered live. At the Dregnaught, Dreg sees that one of the turtles is on a rampage and prepares to come back to Earth. Back on Earth, the microbot container lands near a plant and after it drives away security, they freely consume all the equipment and begin assembling the Vortex Transporter. When the other turtles finally find Leonardo sleeping in a sandbox, they are attacked by Dreg and his soldiers, causing Leonardo to rampage once again. He clashes with Carter in his mutant form, and Carter is able to subdue Leonardo in time for the other turtles to arrive. April stumbles across the microbots, consuming a hydroelectric generator and Dreg as well, who decides to make her the first subject for his transporter. Fortunately, the turtles arrive in time to save her, and in the fight, Leonardo is able to destroy the robot that Monk created to beat them. However, he is stunned by Dreg, who manages to get a piece of Leonardo's mutated shell. As Dreg and his followers escape, Carter overloads the transporter to keep them away from Earth, which destroys the plant. Which destroys the plant. At the Dregnaught, Mung apologizes for his failure, but Dreg had it all planned out. The mutated turtle shell piece he obtained will help him gain unimaginable power. He also kept a fragment of the Vortex Crystal and one microbot. With the use of the reproducing microbot, he can build another transporter and conquer Earth. 
At the lair, Leonardo is kept in a wooden cage. Carter decides to remain with the turtles and find a cure. Raphael agrees because they need a lot of help taming the mutated Leonardo, and he puts up a sign that says, Do not feed the mutant. To be continued. So, that brings us to my episode, The Beginning of the End, by Jeffrey Scott. This episode aired September 21st of 1996, or at least in the year 1996. The exact day is, uh... Still in question. Oh, Donna's the horribly hyper-mutated Leonardo up to his equipment in the hopes of restoring him to normal. Oh, oops. So uh, this week's summary is brought to you by Turtlepedia, because uh, there was a, a mix-up in who was supposed to summarize what. You don't have to and tell And also I didn't have any time for it anyway. I, I will, because I, I, I accidentally, uh, you know, I was planning on summarizing the long episode. Anywho, Donatello hooks the horribly hyperated Leonardo up to his equipment in hopes of restoring him to normal. It seems to work, restoring Leonardo to his usual state. However, the other turtles don't notice that his legs are suddenly glowing. Lord Dreg is planning to use the chip of mutated shell to further, the, to further mutate the turtles out of existence with a mutinite. Mung informs him that they don't have any of the substance here. It's only found in Dimension X, but plutonium will work instead. Leonardo begins to feel sick and hypermutates again, attacking his brothers before fleeing the lair. He continues causing mayhem and property destruction, especially of cars, before heading to the nearest hockey rink and destroying most of the interior. Dreg's forces invade a nuclear power plant and demand all the plutonium. As the turtles corner Leonardo, Dreg's shuttle arrives and starts blasting at them before kidnapping the hypermutant. Donatello manages to sneak on board while the other turtles and Carter try to save a train that's about to be wrecked. April is trying to have a turtle-free busting of a car chop shop when Dreg's shuttle crashes through the wall. And the hypermutated Leonardo is unloaded. The microbots are instructed to build a plutonium ray which will be used on Leonardo to make him even more dangerous. April tries to alert the turtles, but is caught. Leonardo is shot with the plutonium ray before Donatello can do anything, which causes him to revert to his usual state. Donatello intervenes before April can be turned into a cyborg, and the other turtles arrive just in time to back him up. Dreg reveals that the plutonium is causing Leonardo to become even more unstable, meaning that he will reach critical mass within 30 minutes. He hypermutates again as Dreg and his minions leave, attacks the others, and carries off April. Carter and Donatello go after Leonardo, while Michelangelo and Raphael go after Dreg's chemicals in the hope of formulating a cure. They successfully steal the chemicals, but their escape causes the ship to crash. At the lair, Leonardo's about to go critical when they return with chemicals and manage to turn him back to normal yet again. A microbot on Leonardo reports on his return to his old self. Dreg says that Leonardo may look normal, but that his genetic structure has been altered somehow. Riveting. Alrighty, folks. Next up, we have The Power of Three, uh, written by Jeffrey Scott, originally aired September 28th, 1996. Uh, this summary was written by me because I had my poop in a group, apparently. Uh, let's see. Michelangelo is having a nightmare that him and his brothers are in some crazy alien maze. 
He wakes thinking it's a premonition that he and his brothers will not make it through their next fight. Aboard the Dregnaught, Mung tells Dreg that he ran across some guys in Dimension X that had heard of the turtles, Shredder and Krang. Dreg plans to teleport them to Earth to help rid him of the turtles, and also he's planning to drain their mental energies to gain their knowledge. Carter has decided to officially stabilize his mutation and go back to college. Donatello shoots him with a stabilization ray, and they wish him a teary goodbye. April O'Neil has sold a story to Newspan, and is on her way back home in the elevator when suddenly the power goes out and the elevator begins to fall. The power outage is caused by Dreg, using a transmat on Earth to bring forth Shredder and Krang. The blackout is causing problems all over the city. Carter is attempting to stop a bus that's out of control, and due to the city's storm pumps being offline, the turtles are swept away in a wall of sewer water. Carter is able to stop the bus by jamming a metal rod in the spokes of the wheel. He wonders if losing his mutation was a good thing, since he wasn't strong enough to stop the bus on his own. April's okay, the power comes back on, the elevator lands without issue. The turtles are spit out of a drain pipe, but Splinter's nowhere to be found. Luckily, he was spit out of a different drain pipe up the beach. Drake offers to split the earth with Shredder and Crane in exchange for their services, but the two refuse and fight their way out of Drake's hideout. They hit the streets, but are attacked by Mung, who's chasing them in a shuttle. They wind up carjacking April O'Neil. Uh, she calls the Turtles, who call a cab, and are able to catch up to her. Raph and Leo try to get on April's car, but Shredder tears his way through the roof, and a battle ensues. Dreg activates a teleporter, transporting the two cars and all of our heroes and villains back to Dreg's hideout. A fight occurs, and the Turtles seem to get the upper hand by opening a portal to their lair and flooding the place with that stormwater from earlier. That is, until Shredder drains the reactor core, which will blow up everyone. Leo flips the switch in the opposite, opposite direction, but is then captured by Shredder. The other turtles drop their weapons and are taken hostage by Drag and Shredder and transported back to the Dragnaut. There, Drag reveals that he wants the turtles to stabilize he wanted the turtles, excuse me, to stabilize their mutations because the chemicals that they stole from him would incubate with the mutagen in their bodies, and now he's he's gonna extract that mutagen and become the most powerful mutant in the universe. But then Shredder and Krang double cross Drag tie him to a table and are about to infuse themselves with that mutagen, but Dreg is able to stop them with the help of his microbots. Dreg straps them straps them down with some tubes to drain their mental energy. He hooks himself up to the machine, starts pumping himself full of super mutagen and Shredder and Krang's mental juices, and begins to grow. In a weakened state, Michelangelo comments that the message from his dream is coming true. They're not going to make it through this battle. To be continued in the next episode, a turtle in time written by Jeffrey Scott, original air date, October 5th, 1996. Drake has just successfully drained the turtles mutagenic strength and Krang's mental energy, making himself much more powerful and formidable than ever before. He has all the mental power and physical abilities of his victims. Shredder manages to saw through the connection to his own head and manages to escape when Drake isn't looking. Despite the loss of their strength, the turtles try to take on Drag, but discover that he has now all of their ninjutsu skills. Donatello also confirms that without their life energy, they likely won't survive long. April manages to contact Carter and begs for him to help. Drag decides that he is now going to enact his evil plan, transporting a piece of the sun into the middle of the city, and if they don't submit to him, he will turn the entire planet into a second sun. 
However, Shredder has stolen a chip vital to the teleporter, hampering Drake's plans. Carter attempts to rescue the turtles, who are rapidly fading from the loss of their life, but fails to do so. Splinter advises him that he may still be able to mutate when he most needs it, however. Meanwhile, April manages to outwit the guard and free the turtles, though their weakness has made it difficult for them to move. Unfortunately, they are trapped in a fusion reactor, which means that they'll be killed if the reactor is turned on. Needing to transfuse life energy from other mutant turtles to the mutant turtles, Carter contacts Lander and Merrick, whom he asks to bring the Ninja Turtles of the past into the present. They agree, but if they aren't returned to their proper time periods within 24 hours, both sets of turtles will vanish from the time stream. Landor and Merrick go back in time a few years to the events of Turtle Trek and rescue the turtles from Shredder and Krang and bring the past turtles to the present. Drake begins teleporting steel from bridges, trains, and other objects, intending to turn them into an invading army to keep the citizens busy while he can recapture Shredder and Krang and get the necessary chip back. Meanwhile, Shredder has transfused some of his life energy into Krang. Carter and the past turtles manage to teleport themselves onto the Dragnaught, but are immediately attacked by Drag and his Batman. Carter manages to mutate again while fighting Drag, and April blasts open a and April blasts open the wall of the fusion room. The past turtles rescue the present turtles, and they all manage to escape, only to be confronted by a giant robotic monster. To be continued. Bum bum bum. Can you believe it? A three-parter. It's more than a three-parter. Well, but, like, there's only two of them that say, like, to be continued and have, like, that cliffhanger ending, you know? I mean, fair, but it's, like, two, three, and four are definitely going into episode five. Yeah, no, they they definitely all are linked. Like, probably through the rest of the season. Like, it was the beginning of the end was this was the second episode. <laughs> Not the first episode, which is surprising. Yeah, yeah, surprising that the first episode wasn't the beginning of the end, but... Alright, so shall we second time around these bad boys? Let's do it. Hey, nice junk. Uh, So, Mike, you got your wish. The turtles got bigger and uglier and more feral. You know, it's it's everything I hoped for. There you go. Another thing... Uh, so since it's a new season and a new year in Ninja Turtles history, I figured I'd mention what else is going on at this time. Oh, yeah. So in 96, the only other Turtles media that's coming out is the stuff being published at Image. So Body Count and then later the Image Comics uh, were coming out this year in 96 when this season first began to air. Well, when the season aired. How far are we away from, are we from Next Mutation? Only a year. Yeah, Expectations 97, I believe. Huh. Yeah, I realized that the only the only time when there was zero Turtles media was the year 2000 and most of 2001. In, De- in December, that's when Volume 4 what? started. Yeah, it was Volume 4 started. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, so technically there's only really ever been one year where there's been no Ninja Turtles at all. The year without Turtles. The year 2000. <laughs> the year without turtles. Oh, hopefully that never happens again. That's where everything went wrong with the time that's, stream. Exactly. Right. That's you know that's where the world went wrong. That was the real Y2K right there. Right. That's that's uh, a good fanfic going. I mean, that's a good turtle story. 
starting with this episode and for the rest of season 10, uh, Rob Paulson is no longer playing Raphael. Uh, he's been replaced by Michael Goh, who I think did a pretty good job voice matching Rob as Raphael. Whoa, whoa, we're going to. I mean, he's not Rob Paulson, but if you didn't know. Compared you know, to the other voice actors that have like substituted in oh, for. Yeah. You know, for him. Yeah, this he's definitely, definitely he's definitely the best one. Um, this is the best replacement we've been able to find. Yeah. But he also, like, to me, he sounds exactly like Cam Clark sometimes. Like, if I close yeah, my eyes, I, I could swear, like, they've just messed the colors up, you know? I mean, I guess I'm, I'm the only one who ordered the anchovies, but you'll hear about them. All right. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, this was the final appearance of High Tech, who uh, Michael Go also played in this episode. And you'll notice, too, that Drag has never played Pokemon because he doesn't realize that light years measures distance and not time. Oh, I know. That's, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely an anchovy for me. I hate, whenever people are like, I hate it whenever people are like are trying to like measure time and light years in cartoons and stuff. It's like, no, it's a, that's distance. That doesn't well, make any sense. A lot of other nerd people are going to be mad that Keith pronounced it Pokemon when it's Pokemon. Yeah. Uh. But, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. I told you how we pronounce Norfolk, so. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, I guess, like, back when these were airing, CBS would just, like, preempt any cartoon with, like, whatever sporting event was on at the time. Mm-hmm. So, like the, like, the viewership for this was very, very low. So low, in fact, that uh, some of these episodes were on the first season DVD. Uh, it was specifically the beginning of the end, Return of Drag, Mobsters from Dimension X, and the day the Earth disappeared. And that's not a typo. They they already were messing up the order of episodes by putting the beginning of the end before the Return of Drag. And they were marketed as never seen episodes. That's how oh, little they wow. watched back when they were airing on CBS. Interesting. That's- I assume they like they had golf to show or something. Yeah, golf, uh, NASCAR, I'm assuming, like just whatever was on at the time, they would be like, well, this is more popular than these uh, kids cartoons. So, <laughs> well, yeah, sporting, sporting events are always going to preempt. I mean, that, that happened on Fox, like all the time. Um, but that's, but that's wild. If you buy like Ninja Turtles volume one and the beginning of the end is on there. Yeah, it is <laughs> like, you yeah. know, you're, you're watching, you're watching, uh, you know, hot rotting teenagers from dimension X, this, the second episode. And then all of a sudden the beginning of the end. Yeah. The most diabolical part about that is if you were in for the original release, they didn't put them out in like a timely manner. So if, if someone watched that and they got hooked as designed, they had to wait like probably a, I can't remember how fast they put it out, but it was years in between. Oh, yeah. It was they got years. It. I think it was like a full decade for all of the, DVDs because I remember I was buying them individually and I and it just got to the point where like I wasn't paying attention and I, and then I'd like looked it up and it it had been like a year and there still hadn't been another volume so I was like eh, whatever so I just waited until uh, they put out the the party wagon case because yeah, some seasons they broke into four releases yeah instead of... <laughs> that's crazy I mean it was it was back during that time when like you know, because like if you bought like anime DVDs in the mid in the mid two thousands, 
Oh, you know, yeah. it, it's kind of the same thing. You would get four episodes for a, a twenty dollar DVD. Do you want to watch Dragon Ball Z in thirty five parts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, the first volume was released twenty April two thousand four. Season ten, then August fourteenth, twenty twelve. So eight See, years, almost a decade. Good yeah. lord! Wow. So just just absolutely crazy. Thankfully, we finally reached the end of DVD hell, and we're getting glorious complete seasons now. Yeah. Series. Yeah, no, it's the way they should have always been released. Am I right? Or oh, am yeah. I left? Another thing in this episode that I don't know if we've mentioned before is uh, Mung's first appearance. I don't know, he'll appear for the rest of the season, it seems. So, yeah, and we got that guy. And, and a whole new group of minions. Yes, the Batman. They're good. Ah, man. They're cool. Yeah, I kind of like more. them. I prefer the I prefer high techs guys more, but you know they, these ones are pretty cool too. What they, happened to them though? Because it was because Drake only sent high tech away. I, I guess those guys they they're faithful to high tech, so I don't know. I guess they left it. It's, like it's like a hive mind thing. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the guy cutting the check, and they're like, oh well. <laughs> I do I do wish they were called anything but the Techno Gang because like they they were just bug people. I didn't get the reference, but for the you know for the two for the two people who did. Oh, that was a techno song. Well, no, technically that was techno. That's electronic. That's technically electronic. But like, there was a period of time in like is around. It was close to 2010. It was like late in the in the aughts where there was like music that people specifically called techno and it was like hello goodbyes like dinosaurs something vampires and whatever i can't remember exactly what the name of the album Mm. was like that was like considered techno let's like touch down turn around uh i like where you are when we ride in your car you know like do the firefly song again (laughs) yeah owl city i think might have been considered techno (laughs) owl city might have been considered techno is this where you tell us you had a like a side career as a DJ? No, no, I, I just I just like music a lot. So, <laughs> but yeah, techno, Cobra Starship. I think Cobra Starship. Oh, I love Cobra Starship. And like specifically the stuff from like that time period, though. Like when in in the in the TMNT album, the the song he has in there, Odd Dip. Like I think that was supposed to be like techno. Where it's like this weird like. Emo and pop punk had kind of like turned into like dance music in a way. I feel like mm. is kind of what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I I know what you mean. Like if you've ever heard like the sounds is very much like dance punk kind of. Yeah, I don't I don't know who that is, but yeah, I don't know. I like I wouldn't call it like punk really because it's it's more like emo. Because I don't know, like pop punk turned into like the plain white tees is what it feels like, you know. And then that kind of turned into techno. Anyway, like everything just got more dancey and really crappy around 2010. Uh, <laughs> you might have hit adulthood in 2010. That's that's, I, that's I what I'm not. hearing. I'm hearing. I'm hearing. Spencer fully became an old 
Yeah. No, 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 no. Because like, like, like woke the, up one day and your it, fist was clenched and shaking. No, no, no. Because like, it, around 2010 is when you had like Tayo Cruz coming in with Dynamite. You had like Justin Bieber, and like that was popular. Like there was, at least from my circles, there was like almost no alternative music that was like really coming out at that time. There was something big, and then like 2012 hit, and like you had that like. I mean, it was already kind of coming, but I guess when I came upon it in, like, 2012, 2011, like, the hipster movement, where, like, Imagine Dragons came in, and, like, you had, like, indie bands, is what they call, they call them indie, but they're not really indie, you know? <laughs> this like, is this and, is very strong get-off-my-lawn vibes. Imagine <laughs> Dragons, Passion Pit. I, I was super into Imagine Dragons. Like, I, I thought this stuff was great. It was, like, a, a musical renaissance. But uh, What I want to know is, like, where are the other 19 pilots? What are the pilots? Yeah, it's going to be twenty it, pilots. Well, the, the, I think the name comes from either a book or a play. Anyway, yeah, I thought there were twenty-one pilots. Yes, I was. Well, yeah, I, but it's yeah. like a two-man band. Ah, uh, gotcha. That's the joke. Wow, that's uh, that was a deep uh, joke. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry, guys. I, I yeah, play three D chess over here. I guess the, the, <laughs> swinging for the fences over there. Yeah, really. I got the Swing Pokemon missed. references. I got the the twenty-one pilots references. Yeah. Anyway. I'm sure. I'm sure that the listeners were laughing, and and we're just stupid. I hope so. So, 2010 was your beginning of the end. It sounds like Spencer. It, it was. Yeah. Sorry, I got way off track there. Back to the episode. Are we ready for beginning of the end? Yeah. All right. Do y'all notice that uh, the hockey team is called the Mighty Clucks? I did notice that. A reference to the Mighty Ducks. Yes. Yes, Which, yes, as a kid, I was very disappointed when the Mighty Ducks were all humans, and it was a live-action TV show. But then I learned that there was a cartoon much later on in my life, and that would have made me much happier when I was a kid. Oh, the Mighty Ducks that cartoon was, was great. Yeah, fantastic. that was that was pretty fantastic indeed. Uh, also had Tony J in it, playing yes. a kind of a similar character to Lord Drag, um, just an evil Saurian wizard. Um, on my last was, podcast, we. Uh, we watched that show, and my buddy had a rant about Christopher Titus, and then Christopher Titus blocked us on Twitter. So that's huh. that's the closest really? I've ever come to a celebrity. Yeah. Oh man, I love Christopher Titus. It's yeah. pretty common for folks to just like they'll search their own name and see what the what the chatter is. That's yeah. funny. Uh, let's see. In this episode, they drive past the No Sweat Gym, which was a gym from Leonardo Cuts Loose. It was across the street from the the evil gym, the House of Pecs. Oh wow, that's a cut. Yeah. Uh, I so this this was gonna be an anchovy originally. Uh, so when April calls, uh, and says that uh she stuck at uh thirty three thirty three South Sim, and then it cuts out. Uh, and then Michelangelo, you know, hops on the com- hops on the computer. He just uh. You know, he looks up 333 South Sim and gets South Simpson and and Simpleton Boulevard. And I was like, just take it a step further and just search for the one with the warehouse on it. Well, but, it's not like he had Google Maps, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. His computer well, is I mean, only as good as it needs to be. He basically kind of did. Uh, but oh, the show, but, but I was, but I was gonna say like, so that was going to be my anchovy, just, you know, just being pedantic, but the show addressed it. And there was a, there was a warehouse at both locations. Ooh, got oh, it. So I was like, yeah. Oh, they thought of that. That Not was cool. so smug now. Are you? 
So, so he got on like he got on like MapQuest and like printed off the papers and like, oh god oh what a time but, that was and you just hope to god was, they were right. What was also <laughs> funny is that the keyboard Michelangelo was typing on didn't have any numbers on it, so he couldn't have typed it in three three three. Also, he just kept hitting Z Z T Z T on the keyboard. <laughs> so I still uh, got one in there, even though we're not in the anchovy section. There we go. Ready for the power of three? Yeah. So I know the, I know the network that April is working for is called Newspan, but like when it shows on the side of the building, I can't help but read it as Newspan. I think it'll yeah. be a much more interesting show. It's just like a skillet. It's like today in weather, you know. That would be some good graphics. Some transitions. <laughs> Stories written in pancake. How to keep food from sticking to your surfaces, you know. And wash your clothes. His surface, yeah. Uh, so we got Krang and Shredder back. We did. Yeah, yeah, this is the first time we've seen them since their farewell in season seven. They'll always be Shartzak and Krem to me. Or eight. I mean, yes. Sorry, they were an eight. They were an eight. I forgot. But we had like a whole season without them. That's my point. Is it the same? I, I know it's Pat Fraley, but I forget who does Shredder's voice. Is it the same guy as season eight? Uh, so this is Bill Martin. Yeah, who who uh played uh shredder in season eight and for some reason sounds a little worse yeah, i don't I remember take those anchovies off my pizza yet yeah sorry <laughs> but uh april shoots a gun in this episode i, I thought that was a strange. lot yeah. yeah how far we've come in cartoon violence that one of our female protagonists is just shooting people now but it matches the figure, though. So, you know, she was always True. a pistol packing mama. Right. Also, they seem to, like, kind of be in... I don't know, it feels almost kind of like they have, like, more humor inserted in this one that feels like the earlier series, like, since they brought Shredder and Krang back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a few, like, moments, specifically in this episode, though, not really in A Turtle in Time, but it kind of felt like jokes from the earlier series. Yeah, there's a part where like Michelangelo gets on a surfboard that turns out to be a crocodile. I'm like that's very like <laughs> yeah. season two, you know. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Are we ready mm-hmm. for Turtle in Time? Yeah, we're blowing past all blowing through all of these episodes. Oh man, yeah. Uh so Turtle in Time, uh, we got to see uh Landor Merrick again. Yeah. And a foot soldier. We haven't seen one of those in quite a while. Well, it's also the final time we see the foot soldiers for oh. this show. So <laughs> we also get a cowabunga. I, I feel like it's been a long time since we've had a cowabunga. I think the last time is when Michelangelo says it before, like punching someone's lights out in, in the earlier seasons in season yeah. eight, the first re- episode of the red sky season. He's like, cowabunga. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's right after they blew up channel six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> yeah, just, um, like, oh. I can't remember if I mentioned it in the recap, but uh, the Landor Merrick teleport or time travel back to the episode Turtle Trek from season eight. And those are the turtles that they pulled forward into this one, uh, which was almost exactly two years uh, later, That, like they mentioned in the show. Yeah. It's also like... It's an actual scene, but it's it's kind of they redrew it. Oh right? yeah, it's so it's, it's not it's the not, same animation. But it is like a thing that happened in that show, which is pretty cool. Yeah. 
I thought it would have been cool if they had gone a little bit further and like pulled like the earlier season cartoony turtles. And I think we, like I think a, we like mentioned April foolish turtles. Yeah. Like, I think, I think we mentioned this, uh, in like when we were talking about season nine, about like if they did a flashback and it would, it would be like these turtles, but doing wacky things. Um, so this is kind of like that. I kind of wish they had gone back a little bit further though. All right. Are we ready to, Oh wait, you got something, Cody? I was just saying that it opens up some strange continuity issues or like time issues, I think. But I'll yeah. yeah. Well, because, well yeah. I don't think about it. I don't We're think moving. so because We're... like, I don't think so because like we, I mean, we get the passage of time in this show, like when it happens, like, you know, so now we know season eight is canonically two years prior to season 10. Oh, I just mean like, sh- and again, who knows what happens later, but shouldn't the turtles remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're mean? getting into we're to get into my well, anchovies. Let's, no, let's well, move hang on, on hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Remember, remember what? That they traveled through time and met like other versions of themselves. Not and, necessarily. And, That's and also know, met these time traveling. It's kids. kind of a it's kind of a big yeah. event. It's kind of like well, if I traveled two years know. into the future, I'd, I'd that'd be noteworthy in my life. They wouldn't know right. until it happened. It didn't happen until this episode. Right, but, but this is the time paradox, though. Yes, so. unless we're creating like multiple branches, you know, like Dragon Ball Z style, <laughs> which is uh, possible because, like, so Shredder gets knocked into the the vat, which does happen in that last episode. But in this episode, he comes back to the surface with a bazooka, with a bazooka. and that didn't happen in the first episode. So they they've already messed with the time stream, so yeah. it's already a different timeline. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Get your classic. Just well, I got a time travel. I got a time I got a time travel anchovies. So let's uh, let's get into that. All righty. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing, and you're in big trouble. Okay. I can't let you know. The return of Dreg. Man, I am so sad to see these uh these super mutations gone so quickly in the season. Like, there was they were so cool to me, and I have so many more questions. Like. So it seemed like Carter was able to kind of control his with the help of Splinter, but the turtles didn't even try to do that. They're just immediately like, "All right, we got we got to get rid of this," you know? Yeah. And like, why isn't Splinter mutating further? And yeah. Like, is this happening to Mondo Gecko and like? <laughs> you know, the song and just and off stuff, by you know? himself, like, freaking out. Bebop and yeah. Rocksteady, like you know, yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady monsters. Yeah. Like yeah, like I said, eat. like the the stuff they've added, like I thought this was the coolest part, and I'm I'm sad to see it gone so quickly. I would like this to be like the end of the season, you know. But it, it definitely it's, seems like this season they're like, all right, no one liked that last one. What were the things we did in that last one? We we got to return to form. We got to get it back to yeah, how it was. I, again, I kind of hope that Carter is like, my people need me, and it just yeah. flies off. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, when he talks about going to college, I was like, oh thank God, go. Go Why study. do they keep stopping him? Like, just <laughs> yeah, let him go. He keeps saying he wants to leave. I, I think I think they're dragging it out, and I almost I almost want to say it's on purpose, right? Like they're they're intentionally dragging him out, leaving to college because it makes you tune back in next week to see if Carter is going to be gone for forever. The hopes. You know? I think that's yeah. I well yeah. I was going to say like I think that anticipates a little too much of the Carter fandom. Uh, and also, like, why is he so upset with his mutation? Because like he seems to have it pretty well under control. And also, like, he doesn't turn into like a raging monster. Like, exactly. He, That's he, what I'm saying. He, like, he's yeah. Always, yeah, like you said, he he's always seemed pretty much in control of it. So it, it's really weird for him to all of a sudden like hate himself. 
Okay. He's also still fairly humanoid, so it's not like yeah, it's if not you're going to mutate, it's not the worst change. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're out there listening and you do fan art, I would love that picture of Mondo Gecko just like alone by himself, just freaking out and turning into a giant monster. Please, please, but he please. Lives, and like he lives in the sewer with the turtle, so it's like he could just go down there and be like, "Hey guys, like are you are you turning into weird monsters too?" Right, he, he can't because he turns into Godzilla. Unless, unless Mondo and he travel to Japan. Unless this Mondo is on a road trip, like in the like IDW Mondo. IDW. Yeah, uh, I miss IDW Mondo. He's so Me cool. too. One I can't believe he sat out all of Armageddon game. Well, I mean, they kind of even the way they dealt with him, like it's kind of like the way they announce he's gone is kind of just like, it's like a text bubble in a panel. I thought they did him dirty. I, I will forgive them if I get a miniseries that is the road trip with him and Pigeon Pete and Mutant Oh, Man. man. That would, like a buddy, a buddy comedy. Yeah. You know, yeah. hard like travel. Fear and loathing. <laughs> that would be good. Can we talk about Donatello's what if machine at the very beginning of this? Like, he has an entire VR set to run these simulations. Yeah, it's it's like the holodeck. It's so so bad. I I hate that device. Because <laughs> it goes through this whole like cool thing. They like super mutate, hyper mutate Michelangelo. He turns all evil and stuff. And they're like, whoa, that was bad. We shouldn't do that. I'm like, why did you even? show it <laughs> yeah and how do they how does he get all that data to model because that's no like that's super advanced stuff like how would for it to be yeah. reliable like that's a super super computer yeah i hate it um let's see i, I feel like i have all the anchovies for this one guys sorry um last one here though michelangelo throws his turtle line at donatello like a baseball and then <laughs> donatello hits it with his bow staff and it like wraps around some bad guys like that was just superfluous completely unnecessary I hate it. They're just showing off, dude, you know? Also, it catches them by surprise. That's probably what it really is, you know? Advanced <laughs> maneuver. No one's expecting the baseball turtle line to wrap right. around them. I don't think anyone's ever expecting the turtle line, honest. But, you know, well, it's even more. Knuckleball net. Yeah. I mean, we could get to the real anchovies that the raft voice is terrible. I'm saying it. It's terrible. If you don't like it, yeah, that's fine. Like it's just I, I also don't it's too it's it's just it's too on the like the dweeby end. Like I don't I don't feel like this raf is a dangerous lunatic at all. And it's not it's not like sarcastic and like quippy enough. I don't know. I just Yeah, I, I think really didn't he would have been a good lunatic from Rob Paulson either, though, you know. I don't well, know but like really... Rob Paulson at least has he's like a total like wiseacre, you know? Like so he like he yes. really sells that part of it. He does, but this he one does. is just like it's like low key. Raph went to therapy. Yeah, like like I said before, he sounds like a like I think he would do a good Leonardo. Yeah, yeah. not so much Raphael though. Uh, another voice that I didn't really like is Mung's voice. It's it's kind of grating every time he talks. M- Mung yeah. is, Mung is kind of a generic, you know, suck up sycophant kind of character. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like they're they're kind of dipping well into. You know, just like stereotype a town. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're doing that a little bit as well. I think too. 
and and it's just it's just so like undefined as well as it's happening like they don't know exactly what they're doing but they're like in a ballpark region so it just feels like it varies so much not my favorite yeah same do you think they got rid of high tech because rob paulson left because like this seems like like a like a huge knee-jerk reaction to like one voice actor leaving to like just recast the entire uh part of high tech and all of his minions as well I don't I don't think so, because then it's like then they would have they would have done that with like, you know, Shredder a long time ago. They would have just gotten rid of him earlier when James Avery left. Well, I mean, like Shredder is like kind of too big to get rid of. Well, they got rid of him for a whole season, so. Fair enough. I mean, they couldn't keep him down forever. Mung Mung just is kind of a. eh. Yeah, like. I, I, think I guess high tech was kind of an ant anyway. So I mean, yeah, high tech didn't really have a whole lot to him, but it's like, like with him freaking out when Mung shows up is like the most character that high tech has really shown. Where he's kind of like, no, I'm your number two. Yeah, like, that's when I instantly like absolutely fell in love with high tech. You know, I was like, whoa, personality. This is yeah. Like he stuck up for himself. Like, all right, cool, I can get behind this guy. And then he gets locked in a pod and shipped and you're know, shot in the space. Yeah. Personality gets you yeeted into space for two thousand years. Basically, <laughs> that was odd. There, there's a lot of oddly cold space deaths in this way. Like they really love just shooting people into space, and then I mean, who doesn't? It, it's a good way to get rid of someone, you know. We should, have, man. We should have come up with a counter of like all the people on the other side of the galaxy, or like I think they threatened to space. April. Yeah, didn't <laughs> at one point they threatened to shoot April to the other side of the galaxy too? Like, who knows? It's like Dreg's favorite thing. That does sound familiar. Like everyone that's been blasted away into space should like come back for like a night of the rogues, but instead it's you mm. know I was blasted Ooh. into space. They're all like they're mutated from cosmic rays. The aces from space. It'd be yeah. like yeah, it'd be like go. the honored matres from Dune coming back. Ooh, anybody? Yeah. Anybody? Dune? Yeah. Dune fans? Uh, mm. uh, sorry, sorry. I was I was uh, halfway I through the original movie and then it went off of whatever streaming service I was watching it on. I think oh, it was actually honored. HBO because then I watched the new one on on it afterwards. Yeah. The honored matres is not till like book six or or book five. So yeah, that's that's yeah. deep into Dune. I keep. My reading strictly lowbrow, you know, mostly just comic books. Uh, yeah, so we could move on to the beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah. I this really irked me, but there's two different times when they tie Leonardo to an I beam, or I think they tie him to one, and then it happens again. I, either way, it's an I beam. They break the eye beam yeah. and it shoots water out of it, <laughs> like it's a pipe, and it happens twice. I'm like, this is just the... <sighs> so annoying. Also, why yeah. is there a loose gorilla in the animal shelter? That was the weirdest thing. Like, it wasn't an animal shelter either. It was it was like literally like an animal testing warehouse. Yeah, and then just yeah, yeah like was the gorilla taking care of all the other animals because <laughs> it's just running around in there. <laughs> Also, it was a highly the, intelligent gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. Also, has the animation gotten even poorer this season? I feel like it's. it's I even think it actually got better because no, they they corrected really? they corrected the eye problem, which was okay. the biggest 
yeah, like they kind of like for me that was the biggest part they corrected that. So I probably kind of myopically focused only on that. Um so you're probably it's probably both where like they they fix the eyes and probably let the other stuff suffer more, which for me yeah. it it works out to like a happy medium compared to the massive downgrade that the last season was with the googly eyes. Yeah, for me, for me the way just a lot of the the motion of the characters look just seemed really clunky. But that's I don't know. Especially yeah, in this yeah. episode. This studio focuses, they specialize just on eyes. <laughs> it is like, it feels like tighter and more consistent, but s- still somehow clunkier. I get, I get what you're saying there, Spence. Yeah. Uh, also, the whole thing where like Michelangelo's rope on his turtle line like lights on fire and then makes the ship just blow up. Yes, that was one of mine too. Like, how, <laughs> what? It was like a big fuse. It was like yeah, it was like fuse. some weird metal thing, and it like hooks back. Yeah, that was one of mine. <laughs> like, like what was that? Like, you know, it's just a fire going up to the, like the ship. Like, what is it reaching that's just going to make the entire ship just blow up like a bomb? That, anyway. that shoddy drag construction. And how did Michelangelo get a parachute afterwards? And it, if they've had parachutes this whole time, like how many times have they fallen off a building or something? Specifically, Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> yeah. It's because of how many times they've fallen off a building. Now they have parachutes. <laughs> they finally prepared in season <laughs> he's 10. Like, he's like, never again. <laughs> Raph's like, listen, I'm a new voice actor. we got to tighten it up around here. Get yourself a parachute. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. We're good to go on to the power of three. The power of three. Uh, I kind of, like, as much as I was excited to see Shredder and Krang again, I kind of wish that like we saw more of an effect of what dimension X had done to them. Like, because, because they look exactly the same as we left them, but it's been two years. Like hideously scarred. Or yeah. Like I I was kind of like, you know, post-apocalyptic shredder running around and (laughs) crying with like a crack in his, you know, in his dome. Well, that's, uh, that's a laser-proof plastic, though. It's laser-proof plastic, but is it crack-proof plastic? You know, mm. is it, you know, so like, are they running around in the wilderness of Dimension X? Like, that would be it, cool. that, that's I wanted to know a little bit more uh, of like how they've been, and we see like we see Shredder freaking out, and I can't remember if it's this one or uh, Turtle in Time, where he's like, "I don't want to go back to Dimension X," which like, fair? Why would you want to? Um, but I, I wish we had seen a little bit more of like what's been up with them because we did, because yeah. we got this time skip and it's like, I, that I love time skips and where we fill in the blanks. Yeah. I mean, and you know, like Mung ran into them. So they, they were like hobnobbing around the community. Yeah. Like the way, the way oh, yeah. Mung described meeting them, it sounded like, you know, he ran into them at a bar telling stories. Yeah. Cause like shredders, like he's talking about how, like he defeated the turtles or, that would have been cool because in the the Dimension X story, they go to like a bar on the other side of Dimension X. They could have been hanging out there. Man, guys, we should write for television. <laughs> we'll we'll just go in as one writer all together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just four dudes like in a trench coat. All all four of us. Yeah, all four of us together is is one as one writer could. could I think I write a decent story. Yeah. We're Spieth, Tucker Smith. I guess that's what a writer's room, though, is, huh? I mean, now that they're on strike, we can just scab our way in. It's the best time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
Yeah, you know what I don't right? love. Is my lawyers advised me to say. My lawyers advised me to clarify that we are not going to scab. We, we are not going to scab nor promote it. But uh, what Mike doesn't know. But is it's a funny joke. Is just a is just a dummy account that I use. Um, Shredder's voice is awful, guys. I really don't like it. Yeah, I don't like Michael Go as uh, Shredder or not Michael yeah. Go. Um, Bill. Bill Martin. Strangely, I, I think it's fine. Hmm. Different strokes. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because because I, I like Michael Go as Raph. So if you you know, it's all it's all right if your ears are bad, Cody. <laughs> Is there like a Michael Go to Bill Martin spectrum, and you you fall on one side or the other? Either you like Michael Go or you like Bill Martin, but not both. No, <laughs> <laughs> so we need to do some in depth research on this. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Alrighty, moving on to a turtle in time. Yeah. Um. So Dreg also has a what if machine. What's you with know, all FOMO. these what if machines? Guys? FOMO is real. You know. Uh-huh. You see, Donnie's got one with his trackers. What really gets me off about this episode is that why didn't he tie down Shredder's arms when he tied him to the <laughs> table? Yeah, Shredder escaped super easy. Like suddenly, Shredder is like ultimately competent. Yeah. And I would have liked if, like, you know, his arms are strapped down and he, like, produces a knife and is able to cut himself out. But this, he just, like, he reaches up unencumbered to, to cut his little <laughs> head helmet thing off. What they don't go over is from his years in Dimension X, he has noodle arms. <laughs> Does he, has he got the telescoping bones that the turtles have? <laughs> he trained with Houdini for a little bit, you know? Yeah. He found his way out. I was also really confused why Krang's brain... Or Krang's face kept showing up in Dreg's brain. Yeah, it's just well because you know kids are stupid, and so they're like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" So they have to show you, like, "Oh, this is Krang taking over." Yeah, it was. Yeah, it almost they they did it so like solidly. It looks like he was like mutating like a Krang brain. It was gross. I hated it. That weirded me out too. Well, I don't know. There's some things I think should be gross, and so I'm I'm cool with it. But you know. Like whenever you're gonna go to like weird sci-fi horror and get all weird, thing things should be a little gross, you know? Gross, like every time when I I I don't know if he's always done this, but I noticed in this episode when Carter D mutates, he does like weird like crackling sounds. Yeah, like those gross crackling sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta it's make like it a little freaky. It's like a a sick transformer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My so gross stuff. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the time travel issues I have, but here's here's my other one. These guys are time travelers. They can time travel to grab turtles from whenever they want, and that's the moment they go to out of all the moments. Like, why would you not go to a time when the turtles have already met them, so they don't have to explain anything, and they can just grab them instead of having to be like, "Well, you know, we're time travelers. You just got to come with us and trust us, guys." You know. Like you cut, you'd cut down on so many problems. So yeah, many or problems. like, and they'd be future badass turtles at that, so they'd be like more capable. Exactly, well, my, and like they don't have to explain my, drag, they don't have to explain anything to them. Yeah, my thing was like they very like when when uh, they're explaining that like how time travel, like you know that they're time travelers. Michelangelo turns to Donatello and he's like, "Is that possible? They've time traveled before." Like yeah, they, had gone back, they have yeah. gone back to ancient Japan. Yeah. 
and well, they've seen themselves as old and people forward, too. and forward yeah. in time like they have done time travel before yeah it's very much them yeah. running across atlantis again and being confused by it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah which you know is just another reason why both turtles forever and transdimensional turtles can both be canon because the 87 turtles frequently forget what happened to them just you know a couple days ago that's so. true that's true yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just, just eat a jelly bean pizza and it fries their brain. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, all they should, pizzas. They should know, like, you know. I mean, yeah, they would just know of so much that happened. Maybe maybe the show will surprise us and they get like a mind wipe or something, but I don't know. I, I just think that, you know, turtles aren't supposed to eat pizza. It's not actually in their diet. And because of their poor nutrition, they just have terrible brain fog. The toxicity. Uh, They're just. Yeah. <laughs> Scurvy turtles. All right. All right. So are let's, we moving on to I Love Being a Turtle? Let's, yeah, let's say Do some it. nice things about these episodes. Oh, I love being a turtle. Honestly, this is kind like, of a, pretty good. Yeah, I was like, going to say, this is kind I, of a general one. All four episodes were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely having like the same writer and trying to go like one long story. Definitely, it's it's certainly a benefit. Yeah, and I I would say there's a different feel now. That there is a different writer on it than David Wise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, thank you for you know David Wise. You know, thank you for your yeah. service, man. Like you no, did a lot of the powerlifting on this show. No, but... I'm not saying that it's a good thing. I'm just saying it's a little bit of a different flavor in there. Is all you know? Yeah, like like this season feels a little bit different, and like you know, by by the end of um, beginning of the end, like I'm I'm invested now. I'm like, oh okay, I like where this is going. Yeah, uh, no, me, me, me seeing as a different flavor is really more of a second time around thing than it no, is. I, I, got, I got what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I I really like and this is across all the episodes. Like it, it seems like even when Dreg is losing, he's still winning because like. He, He's able to get like a part of Leonardo, and then he reveals that like he wanted them to team yeah. themselves, and like like he's he's playing at a different level, even if it seems like he's kind of incompetent at times, and it's a little convoluted why he's doing it. But he, <laughs> he at least seems to be like making lemonade out of the lemons that the turtles are giving him. It's all part of his master plan. Yeah, yeah, and I I like the uh, at the beginning. I know it was one of those like so bad it's good moments, but uh, the the VR simulation of Mikey mutating and suddenly he just has like lasers that are a part of his body that he's like, yeah, he has like laser elbow guns. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like the beginning of that episode is so chaotic as, as they try to, to demutate Mikey and then reveal that it's all just VR simulation. Yeah. Uh, it was a shame. It wasn't real. Cause I was like, dang, they're really, they're really going places with this. Why I was so disappointed in it. I was like, man, this is, this just jumped like right yeah. into it, you know? And then, oh, why, no, why did it have a, to be Leonardo? Hologram. The the arm lasers were ugly, but also kind of cool. Well, because Michelangelo had nothing anyway, so they're like, we're just going to give him everything. Fire breath, <laughs> uh, bicep lasers, yeah. <laughs> oh, also, I, fish hook claws. Yeah, yeah and I also do like that there's like overall development with the unstable mutation problem. Like, it's, it's something they've been working through over the course of last season and this season as they're trying to like totally solve it and, and get rid of it. It's it's just cool to see them making progress with it and new problems arising as they're as they're trying to get through it instead of you know what what the previous side. 
And the Leo, the Leo third mutation, I guess, is that's so cool. That's such a cool design. I would kill to get that as an action figure. Blastoise one. Well, because he's he has like the big like because the 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 second form is kind of like derpy or whatever. But this one, you you get yeah, the warped. cool body, and then I think they fix his head because they give him like the big, the kind of the fun jaw. I I don't know. This design really really works for me. I think it's solid. Yeah, no, it's kind of like the Pokemon, right? Like he's got his his first form and his <laughs> second one and his third one. Ah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> you, like you, almost, you almost got like it. Blastoise. Nobody. Yeah. I think Pokemon is fine. Pokemon, Pokemon is only acceptable to say when you're old before Pokemon look, like look, look. took off. Language is living and breathing, and it's been what like thirty it's, years. It's been like 25 years. I'm so people should know that it's pronounced Pokemon now. No, I think at, at some point the the way a language is used takes over and becomes even more valid. Okay, mom. Or people right? or people like can over the e. It's po- uh, poke. Okay. Yeah, Pokemon. Not, not, you're 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 emphasizing too much of a k sound. It's poke. Poke? Yeah. Like like you're saying like polka the like the music. Like like, but without, like but without Weird Al pocket right. monster. Yeah. Like like Weird Al kind of polka. Yeah. But I personally without, call them pockets. Polka <laughs> man. Got it. All right. I hate everything about this. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, um, are we on to beginning of the end? Yeah. Um, I love the action zone bits. That is super fun. I lo- at least on the DVD they included them. It's yeah. so yeah. It's, it's such so a great weird. time capsule. I love stuff like this. If every show would just chalk this in, I would love it because you you get that experience of like, wow, this was what it was like watching. They had all these like this goofy stuff attached to it. Yeah, it's it's just funny that they left that in the DVD, and it's like very specifically like a CBS thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so I guess the like, action zone was like it was uh, Wildcats, Ninja Turtles, and I think Skeleton Warriors or something. The other two were canceled like right yep. away. So at one point, like the action zone was just Ninja Turtles. Skeleton Warriors sounds awesome. It was. was Playmates picked that up as another toy line, didn't they? I think I, I, it was a toy line. I don't know if it was a Playmates toy line, though. I don't know if it, this it well. It was. It was. I'm pretty sure that's Playmates. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I was never aware of it as a kid, but I think it's it's pretty neato. Yeah, it's a you know it's on my radar. Only um, thirteen episodes, so yeah. Oh yeah, they look like they just like came off the stage of a uh oh frick a legendary metal band. Uh, yeah, Eddie the Skull. No, Iron Eddie Maiden. the Skull. Iron Maiden. They just climbed off of like an Iron Maiden stage, you know, ready to, ready to do battle. Yeah, especially like Dagger. Yeah. If you look at that figure. Uh, another thing I loved in this episode is is the turtle shell helmets. You know, they have to have helmets on things, and I liked it. They just went full turtle aesthetic and made them turtle shells shells that they wear on their head. I, I love that there's a point where, where Donnie and Carter they're like chasing down the garbage truck or whatever and they just throw their they throw their helmets just off into the street. They just like yeah. <laughs> they just shuck them. 
unlimited turtle shell helmets, I guess. They, they make tons of helmets together in their free time. It's one of the things they do in the lab together, you know, when they're <laughs> hanging out. Do you think Don Teller ran that through his simulation before? Like, what if we just made like a thousand of these? What would that look like? <laughs> what would the production costs be? Right. We can just I thought it was interesting the that they, uh, I thought it was interesting they made Leo a bomb. Like, I thought they were going to like mutate him further, but Drake's like, nope, he's going to explode. Yep. That was that was kind of cool. Yeah, like plutonium and everything. They're going for it. Flash style. Sad. The uh, we're going to move on to the power three then. Yeah. So this one's kind of for me is both power of three and turtles in time. This is the most confident we've probably ever seen Shredder. Uh, more mm-hmm. more so like in a turtle in time when he like. Bu- busts out and he like gets Krang and he's like the one carrying Krang and actually making things happen and is successfully escaping and he just looks competent and like I'm suddenly just like oh this is the first time I've watched this series and have been like wow Shredder's actually kind of cool he's he's not just some dork lord yeah (laughs) he's He's actually doing cool stuff what's the part he like jumps and tries like to cut like the knockout gas line, yeah, like, that's that's cool. He cuts like barrels of flaming liquid as he goes by, and then yeah, he he cuts them and then they light on fire. Like he planned it all, and I love it. It's so cool. Yeah. Like why why cool, couldn't we have gotten that shredder for at least like three episodes this whole series? You know? yeah. I guess that's his Dimension X training. He had a must be cutthroat there. Hopefully, I'd be interesting to see if it continues if they keep that. Well, we only have four more episodes to find out, so. Yeah. Also, like, the car fight with Shredder was super cool, where, like, Raph and Leo are fighting on top of April's car, and Shredder just, like, rips through the roof of it to get to his enemies. Like, yeah. that was awesome. I loved when, like, Mung is talking about them, and he calls them, it's Shartzak and Krem, I think. I just, I love those yeah, names. Yeah, that was funny. That was and funny. I love how, like, the names are so off. Yeah, and then he's just instantly like, "Oh yeah, it's Shredder and Crank." <laughs> All right, we ready for a turtle in time? Yeah, yeah. let's go. I, I have I have so much more Shredder, but I don't want to lose that thread. Um, I really love. I think it's really cute that like so Crank's had his life force or mental juice or whatever extracted from him. He's all in a weakened state, and Shredder like lovingly puts him on a table and he's like, "Shh." I know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and he like connects all the wires to to drain some of his life force in the crank. And then yeah. they like they wake up next to each other, like almost holding hands. Like it was like, kind of like I thought of really... the notebook where they're like dying yeah. together on the table. Yeah. <laughs> like they really leaned into shipping the two of them. Oh, Mr. Mala and the brain kind of thing going on, you know? Yeah, oh. yeah, totally. My other thing with Shredder is that so he <laughs> He cuts himself loose from this table where he's about to get his life force drained. And uh, all the guards are like, where's Shredder? Where, where'd he go? We gotta go find him. And then they all leave and Shredder just like crawls up from under the table. <laughs> like that was his secret ninja technique, which is to hide under the table. Yeah. Well, stealth is stealth is a thing. That's uh, ridiculous. I love Shredder in these episodes. Uh, the other the other thing that I thought was kind of neat is that uh, April's having a hard time getting her call to to get to Carter, and so Tom tells 
Donatello tells her to use a higher frequency. And I actually think that would work. Like, because, like, your your wave has, like, more energy that way. And so I believe if you have a higher frequency, it should be able to, like, get through things and go further. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm not. It's been a long time since I've uh, been in a physics classroom. But I think that would actually work. I did appreciate how, like, when Carter gets the call, he, he like, pulls over, you know, proper road safety years before his time. Yeah. Would have made sense for him to, like, you know, have a receiver in his helmet, but, you know, it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I do, like, uh, I appreciate that the past Ninja Turtles, they do ninja things when they're infiltrating the, the secret base, like like grab guys from the back and like pull them into the shadows and stuff. Like we've, we've so rarely see them actually do ninja things. It's very refreshing. Even though it doesn't make any sense. What happened to their ninja skills? But it is cool. It is fun to see, like, especially when you have like two sets of turtles. Yeah. Extra turtly. I like like the Batman. I think the Batman are a fun design and generally like across all the minions. A lot of the character work, it's it's a real shame um, we didn't get toys from this, and I hope NECA embraces the Red Sky series, because they have a yeah, lot to go from. Because, like, there's a lot of good designs in here, so it would it would really suck if we never get anything, because, like, as much as people, like, shit on the Red Sky season, like, I think this is the most fun we've had in a long time. For yeah. sure. I think, I truly think most people just haven't watched Red Sky um, cause even like the complaints about like, oh, it's not cartoony anymore. That really was only mostly like Red Sky season one where they went so hard on that. And then it's slowly been like mixing it all in. So this, I do think this is about as good as TMT ever got barring like, you know, the good, good early episodes. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of it just has to do with the fact that they changed it and these people are growing up and moving on to other things. You know, eventually you get tired of, of something and you move on and. For sure, and then you just you want it to be what it was. Yeah, and, and the truth is, it can never be what it was. It's like, yeah, if you're watching that season one DVD, like, how much of a departure are these four episodes from the first five? Like, it's it's <laughs> it's almost a different cartoon at this point. Yeah, I'm surprised also, it didn't even just like totally reboot the the franchise. But also, I, w- I would like to add that lower frequencies actually travel further. So I was full of crap, and so is Ninja Turtle. Apparently, you know. <laughs> yeah, but a higher frequency is louder. A higher frequency is louder and does have more energy, but it doesn't travel. So, it may not be true, but it feels true. It feels true. Like you know, I was listening to my heart when I should have listened to science, and that was it. Has what we call truthiness, which is really all you need. Yeah. Get to talk about the news then. Oh, that was it, man. We, like I said, we flew through these episodes just like we're flying through this season. So, uh, guys, we're going to wrap up 87 next week. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk about this next week too, but like, I am just full of like conflicting emotions. Like I'm, I'm so excited. This has been a bucket list thing of mine for so long, but also like, I kind of don't want it to end. Yeah. Will you know what to do with yourselves after this? I mean. It's gonna be I like think that's the end of the crisis. podcast. I think that's the end of the podcast right there. No way, There's, Jose. there's nothing else to talk about. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess we could talk about Mutant Mayhem because that comes out the week after. But after that, I don't think there's anything else. 
are you saying that you don't want to cover the OVA episodes? Oh, you know what? I do want to cover Chojin Ten- Densetsu Hen. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm really get back in. To the next mutation. All right, I Woo. guess I guess we're gonna keep on talking turtles. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna be finishing out season ten soon. So yeah, Keith, take us into the news. <laughs> This is April O'Neil of Channel Six. I just added to the to the Google Doc, but I totally forgot to open it. <laughs> so give me a sec. Super Seven is releasing a shredder in a pasta can. It's it's like their shredder reaction figure, but it's painted black and silver the way that the mail away one with Chef Boyardee, the Super Shredder was way back in the nineties. But like the packaging is actually like a, a Chef Boyardee can. I guess inside the can is also like some kind of sauce and noodle. I'm not sure if it's like actual <laughs> sauce and noodle. It's but not. Then, it's not. They're not going to put yeah. actual food in there. But yeah, uh, but it'd be cool if they did the some kind of like, I don't know, confetti or something to mimic yeah. the noodliness. It's a really cool exclusive. This kind of keeps in line with uh, Super 7's kind of gag. Um SDCC exclusives with like that have been kind of food based. I think there's been like two turtle or at least one of the reaction turtles ones was like a pizza with the four turtles on it. Yeah. Uh, So this is kind of the next thing in that theme. And like you said, it's based on the old, you know, Chef Boyardee, you know, dinner pastas that uh, I used to eat religiously back in the nineties. The art is even, it's not the same art. I don't believe uh, but it's very similar, like enough that I just ha- that I had to do a double take. Uh, so that is going to be exclusive at, uh, at Super Super Seven's SDCC booth, which I will try and hit up as I go down there uh, that weekend. Uh, but yeah. keeping with the SDCC exclusive, we found out uh, earlier this week that the Playmates, we found out that the Playmates uh, Mutant Mayhem Turtles are going to be at SDCC's are going to be at SDCC. Uh, so if you've ever seen the older figures, Playmates has done exclusives whenever there's like a new turtle line. So they started it with 2012 where they had like special paint decos uh, and that was split between Comic-Con and at uh, New York Toy Fair. Uh, and then for Rise, they did the same thing. They had uh, the turtles in like a special paint deco and box. Um, so they're continuing that trend. We have the four turtles uh, with, you know, more paint deco uh, very much mimicking the, uh, the art style for the movie, kind of what Cody and I, and a lot of people have been doing where we've been panel lining all of our turtle figures. Uh, <laughs> these ones are actually done by playmates and with special nice figures with foam inserts and stuff. Uh, v- really cool meant for display um, in those boxes kind of, kind of figures in my experience, those sell out incredibly quickly at the Nickelodeon booth at Comic-Con. So I don't expect to be able to nab one of these, but we found out that these will be available at Walmart for their kind of collector con thing. Yes. Summer Uh, collector con, I guess they call it. Yeah. So they've had these events before, uh, where they have, you know, exclusive drops and stuff. So these figures were announced to be there. They are $30 a piece, so much more expensive than uh, the normal figures, uh, which we want to let everybody know these are exactly the same 
as the normal figures that you can get for ten dollars. Uh, the only differences here is that these do not come with the extra accessories like the baby turtle and the weapons tree. Uh, these only come with the turtles in the fancy box with the fancy paint jobs. So if you want to get these to play with, just know you don't have to get these ones. But uh, for fans, these are really cool. Yeah, and so um, you'll have a shot after SDC at the Walmart. It's going to be July 18th. The... Uh, well, Comic-Con, Comic-Con starts on the 18th, so it's going to be oh, going... Oh, really? It's, it's coinciding with it, yeah. Oh, dang, that's interesting. Yeah, Comic-Con, is next, Comic-Con is next weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I guess, you know. I feel like, I don't know, I don't know which one would be easier to get. I've never been to a con, so I don't know like what these figure sales are like there. It, You know, I haven't been to Comic-Con since the old time, so I don't know exactly what they've got planned uh, for this year, but I do know that like it was really hard to get there to get the the uh, rise ones. So, uh, finger fingers crossed. Um, I know they do, or at least when they do, were doing the rise ones, they only did so many per day. But mm, they, but also somebody screwed up and sold most of them the first day. So. <laughs> That's action figure 101. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't, well, they're not collectors, you know, they're just, they're just trying to clear stuff out. So that's true. Uh, also just announced right before we started recording tonight, uh, NECA has put up for pre-order the last Ronin, uh, the next figures in the last Ronin toy line. Uh, so we have the flashback Raph and flashback cry, uh, from their final duel in issue two. So those just went up for pre-order uh, on the usual websites. They're not exclusive anywhere. Uh, they'll run you about $37 each. Uh, so you can pre-order those on Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth, or wherever get you get your NECA figures. Yep, pretty stellar. It's The toys just keep coming. All right. In comics news, uh, Rise of the TMNT, The Complete Adventures, came out on July 11th. It's a big omnibus of all the comic book adventures of the Rise of the Turtles, so it contains issues 0 through 5, the three-part sound-off miniseries, and a never-before-collected short story called The Hidden City. Um, I am the dumbest boy in school, and on Prime Day ordered sound-off miniseries uh, trade paperback, Ooh. and now I'm like, well, I should have just gotten the whole thing. Can you cancel <laughs> oh. it, or has it already been shipped out? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll see, yeah, see if you can. Uh, so yeah, so this is technically the final piece of Rise of the TMNT merchandise uh, to come out uh, with a new to a lot of people short story. So uh, if you can, if you want to pick this up, go ahead. Uh, I, as much as I love Rise, I didn't get the comic. I, I usually stick stay away from the animated versions of comics. Uh, like I missed the 2012 ones. I just, I picked up a couple issues and then I was like, eh. I like the the main book instead. Uh, but the rise of the TMNT comic does have the rise version of Hokum Hair in it. So I do need to pick oh, this up. Oh no, you found a way to bring him back. <laughs> the, <laughs> no, the rise they, comic is pretty good. They found a way to bring him back. <laughs> Who do you have hostage at IDW that they made uh, this happen? Right. When he says he's going to run into Tom Waltz. What he means is <laughs> he's just gonna go downstairs. <laughs> oh, Tom! <laughs> Do you want to eat tonight, Tom? All right. 
Uh, in movie news, we are in the final weeks before Mutant Mayhem uh, shows up. So as we record, the tickets went on sale today. Uh, so you can get your movie tickets for uh, as early as the 1st of August. However, they are also doing special fan events uh, in specific markets. So you are able to see this on uh, the 31st and as early as the 29th of July. Yeah, so, I was lucky enough. I got I got some tickets, which uh, you know, Spencer, you could you could meet me I, and see a movie. <laughs> I just saw I just saw there's one in West Valley. Oh, really? Yeah, that'd be really yeah. nice though if you guys like met up for a movie. That, that'd be cool. I'd yeah, Keith. Like for you, yeah, you know? Keith. I'll go out to Nebraska and we can go see the movie. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. You can fly into one of our one convenient airports. There you go. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely don't come to California with our multiple airports. Come, right. I'll go to Nebraska with your one. Uh, but also, as we go into this final, uh, the final weeks before the movie, uh, there are a bunch of clips and uh, little snippets of the movie that are showing up online. So if you want to go into the movie fully fresh with nothing, uh, good luck to you. Uh, I like clips, so... I I've devoured each and every one of them so far. Uh, Fandango posted a, a fun 20 minute interview with the four boys who played the turtles, uh, as well as ice cube and Seth Rogen, where they kind of talked about their characters and how Superfly is a totally original character who is not Baxter Baxter Stockman. Uh, despite what some conspiracy theorists in the fandom seem to believe. Hey, 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 I might be teeing on. Okay. So. <laughs> Oh my God, Tianon. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to use that some more. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to go pick up tickets, uh, those are on sale now. So hit up your wherever you buy your tickets. I use Fandango, but you know, you probably get these directly through AMC or whatever. Uh, in games news, we got a new trailer today too for uh, Shredder's Revenge, the DLC Dimension Shellshock, uh, where they announced a new survival mode for. Uh, the game, which if you've never played a survival mode in a beat em up, that is just a very intense mode. Um, you know, kind of, kind of the what separates the casuals from the pros kind of mode. Um, but a lot of cool, but a lot of cool, um, things that, that we saw in this trailer too. We saw some more like fun characters in the background. Uh, I was noticing, like, I was digging through it with a fine tooth comb, and so I got to uh, see they did specifically have Rise skins. So we saw Raph and uh, Leo with like Leo with his like markings on his face, and Raph wearing the full skull cap. Uh, we saw the 2003 Splinter and April, like they have those skins for those characters, uh, as well as Casey. Casey also had like you know his his design. Although that could have been Mirage, I, I don't know. We don't have like a full breakdown list yet, no. uh, but it does seem that they are homaging all of those different eras of Turtles with this game. So that's yeah. that's really cool for you know a DLC called Dimension Shellshock. Yeah, there also yeah. seem to be like a, the 07 movie uh, skins for Raph and Mike, which is a kind of cool callback. So we yeah, it's so wild we, how deep they're going into it. That's yeah. kind of unheard of. Yeah, like Speaking I really want to see. I how really many, how many uh, background characters did you all see? Uh, I didn't recognize the the like the white eagle guy. That's Alfalca. He's from uh, Adventures. So I think we saw. Here's the list that I have. Tell me if I miss anyone. We saw Cuddly the Cowlick. 
Yes. Kerma. He's on a yep. gold TMT, TMNT bot. On the turtle bot, yeah. Yep. We saw the un- uncanny trio, which is Nevermore the Scarecrow, Nocturno, and Hallow Cat. Uh, we saw Pizza Face. I think we got... Uh, we did. Like an upgraded... we saw, I think we saw Pizza Face last time. Okay. Uh, I think we got an upgraded uh, foot soldier that kind of looks like a foot tech ninja. Um, we saw Fugitoid and Armagon, and then Hothead and Alfalca. Yep, got so, Hothead too. So, lots of Archie Adventure characters making the backgrounds. Yeah, so that's really cool uh, that all of those characters are appearing in this game. So uh, no word yet on when this DLC is supposed to drop, but you can check out this trailer on you know on YouTube from uh, .emu and the TMNT socials. Um, I'm really excited. I don't. I, I want to get it now. I do wonder if, like, you know, if they were making the game and they're just like, we want to include all this stuff, or from up top, they're like, you got to include all this stuff. Like, because it seems like they're really, like, Turtle Mania is kind of, like, they're really reigniting it, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, a new a new movie helps. So, uh, I, I, you know, I should, I'm in that disc, the Shredder's Revenge Discord. I should be popping around in there some more to find out all this stuff, but. Uh, I'm bad. I'm so bad at Discord. So, uh, yeah, there's a ton. But you guys have a good yeah. Discord. Everybody join. I, I do like our Discord. It's it's nice and quiet, and not as busy as other ones I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I uh, always love chatting it up in your Discord. It's I can honestly say it's one of my favorite Discords. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, last bit of news this week: Limited Run Games did a huge presentation, uh, announcing a bunch of like games that they're working <laughs> on, including like revivals of like dead games that they had canceled years ago. Uh, but what, what was one of the cool things is that they're going to be putting out soundtracks for video games, uh, specifically the Ninja Turtles. Uh, so they're going to be putting out. Um, vinyl cd and cassette releases of the video game soundtracks for the uh which games was it's the first one the second and the third one and i think turtles in time i didn't um, see exactly i know they're, they're doing several launches it, it's I'm like only the next year or so it looks like just the the nes one but oh yeah, just I the original nes i think oh. well i think that's the that's the first drop they're doing several different drops oh, gotcha drops. Okay. Okay. okay yeah so they're so they're doing they're doing a drop of the first game as of right now. So if you go to limited run games and go to their collections, you can see music. Uh, so they have a V uh, I almost said a VHS cassette, a cassette tape. <laughs> it does look of, like one, like, mm-hmm. the uh, but yeah. It, and so with the, what's, what's interesting is the CD and the vinyl use like the NES cover from like the ultra games version, uh, where it's that reprint of the issue four cover. Uh, the one by Michael Dooney, but the cassette version is like old stock art from Ninja Turtles, which I yeah, think that... they used in the Japanese version of the game. Yeah, it's also it just has the the classic um, the the heyday where they just like slap turtles on everything kind of vibes. Yeah, like it's I just like find delightful. Seen, if you've, yeah, if I definitely you've had sheets with that, that image on it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that's but that's what I'm saying. I think the art on this one is specifically from the Japanese release of the game. I think you're right. It's super cool. I mean, I'm definitely every time I'm like, I'm going to stop spending money. They they put out stuff like this, uh, which I'm correct. I just looked it up. That is the box art for the original game in Japan. Plus Nickelodeon logos. 
Yeah, plus, yeah. plus the Nickelodeon no logos. You gotta have those Just on there. In case yeah. you forget. Yeah. Uh, so those are going to run you $15 to $32 uh, for the NES, or it keeps saying, because I'm reading it NES cassette. Uh, for the cassette version of the soundtrack, the CD version is $18 and the vinyl is 32 So, yeah, not bad. All pretty standard prices, really. Yeah, they're not, not, they're not getting gougy. You know, it, it's, it's funny because, like, I have, I listen to this playlist on YouTube. Like, it's one of the things I put on, like, when I'm at work. So, like, I don't need this, but yeah, it's all, no, but it, yeah, but it's kind of exactly. cool. It would be kind of cool to have these. It's it's fun to own. Like I just put up on like on my wall. I I put up my movie uh, vinyls that like they did with the Eastman artwork. So it'd be nice. definitely cool to have these to display as well. Yeah. So, all right. But that is it for the news this week, and that is it for this week's episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Yeah. So Spencer, we alluded to it earlier, but what are we doing next week? Next week we are going in. Covering the final four episodes of the 1987 series. Oh, man. So that is Turtles to the Second Power, Monster from Dimension X, The Day the Earth Disappeared, and Divide and Conquer. Oh, man. I'm going to divide and conquer this podcast. I don't know where I was going with that. But thank you again for listening. <laughs> to I divide episode. and conquer you first. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power. Uh, I slurred that so badly thank you for listening to another episode of the ninja turtle power hour uh we really appreciate you guys listening every week cody thank you again for joining us uh to My help us seven faster because we're as much as we're sad to see it go we're also very excited to be finished with it so uh let us know somewhere on the internet what you think of this episode ninja turtle power hour on facebook ninja turtle ph on twitter and power hour on instagram and I think TikTok, I, you, you spelled it out on TikTok, right? Yeah, I spelled it all the way out on TikTok. I don't think we've done TikTok in a while. I have not done a TikTok in a very long time. I was actually going to be doing like a project with Cody, and that kind of went down the toilet. We can we could start that terrible. up. We, we could. Oh, I'm terrible, too. It's daunting. But I think yeah. we'll do it. I think we'll pull it back. And fi- I mean, fittingly, a delay to that project is kind of on brand for that project. So, you know, you it'll work. Wrong. So that's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Booyakasha. found out i just found out that i'll be going i'll be going to comic-con next saturday oh nice so i will try and you're gonna be picking up the playmates exclusives for all of us no they'll be long gone by the time i get there but maybe that super seven uh tomato soup with pasta shredder Uh, i could try i could try for that Uh, that one you'll probably be gettable because usually you can buy all those online after too usually they're not but I don't know. That's kind of a cool one. So maybe that would go. Yeah. Well, so yeah, Super 7 exclusives almost always sell out. So uh, I don't really plan on buying anything. So it's more more just trying to network. Ugh.
So terrible. I'll try and run into Tom again. Tell him we finished Armageddon game. I imagine you like literally like your your method is literally running into him. Yeah, just like, like he'll be he'll, like, he'll, he'll yeah he'll be he'll oh, be sorry excuse me hi I'm Mike how are you, you clip his no, leg as in no, as you're tangled on the be, ground you're like how hey, about Tom, an interview it'll be hey Tom it's Mike again you'll be like oh hey buddy nice to see you again and I'll be like thanks we finished Armageddon <laughs> game and we hated it <laughs> just oh I think I'm the dumbest boy in school let me see here. I'm actually interested to see what you think of issue 140 because that was a really bizarre one for me. Yeah, I like I started kinda... reading it and then uh, like, it's like so... like you could. Sorry, go on. Sophie is kind of like definitely translating volume four into this. Like it's got strong volume four energy, uh, with the way things are developing. Yeah, it was kind of just like an odd spacer issue, I felt like, where you could almost totally skip it and not really well, yeah, know that well, you it, did. Not, not necessarily, because it is setting up the... I don't know. I've, I've learned that my, my new issue with, with these story arcs is like that Sophie Campbell seems to just love time skips to get like directly to... Like, like, for example, how there's that big time skip between issue 100 and 101. Like, massive mm-hmm. time skip. It's like, this This was the time to, like, integrate Jenica into the family, to, like, bring her in formally, you know, make her there, and we just didn't, never really quite got it. Mm-hmm. And, and now we have, like, another time skip, and, or what feels like a time skip, as we're just kind of, like, I don't know. And it's just like I how how did we get to this place though? Like yeah. how did we? I want to I want to see that. <clears throat> well, it's the same that that they did with uh, Venus too. It was like okay, she's just complete now. You know, yeah, like, like we a... totally skipped over any sort of growth whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Though I will say, one forty one kind of makes up for any qualms that I had. Okay, that's good. I'm I'm that. I'm a month behind because I buy them digitally, and if you wait a month, you wait for the discount. The mm. yeah, yeah, it's half the Fair price, enough. and then I can. Well, because I I also buy the the big solid volumes, the IDW. Yeah, volumes. me too. Like if I'm if I'm buying both, I've yeah. got to just only spend the the two bucks. The next one's out in like seven days. I know. A cry one. I wish. I do wish. I don't know. They would put them out faster or a better clip, but I understand why. It'd just be cooler because it is the best way to read, and they're all in like proper order. Get the nice bookmark. Yeah, I still need to like actually sit down and reread the stuff that's in book fourteen. Oh, so many comics. So many comics. Indeed, they released a ton, too. Well, it's not even just Ninja Turtles. Like, I just, I have a whole bunch of stuff that I read on on DC Universe. I'm also, I've also been reading uh, The Turnot. But I've been trying to read it in Spanish, which my Spanish isn't good enough to do it. Yeah, (laughs) so it's kind of slow. It's a very slow read, but even though the story's super good, it's a slow read because I'll have to stop and be like, 
what does this word mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'll look it up, and then all of a sudden I'll read the English translation, and I'll be like, what does that mean? <laughs> and I have to Google that. Do you ever use on your phone, like, Google Lens or such that can, like, it'll translate it automatically? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I want to read it, like, in Spanish. Like, I do speak Spanish pretty decently, but definitely, like, a bigger vocabulary is here that that I don't mm-hmm. have. And it's, it also helps me learn Spanish a bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it, it can make it a very tough read. But there's plenty of English translations of the Eternaut that you can read. Supposedly, they're yeah. going to actually be adapting it on Netflix. So Ooh, that's cool. For that. Yeah, I just mean with like Google Lens, like uh-huh. you just put it in your phone's camera and it translates it live, like whatever you show it. Like yeah. it'll show like text over mm. it. So it's like super quick if you wanted to like cut down any like downtime translating. Yeah. No, for the like for the most part, like I can go pretty pretty long, but then there'll be times where suddenly she's just throwing like a whole ton of big words at me, like like hermetically. Hermetically. Like it threw that at me in Spanish, hermeticamente, and I was like, what does that mean? And then I Google it and it's hermetically. What does that's that mean? Um, <laughs> it means sealed in a way that's <laughs> <Double> tight. <Google. laughs> uh, yeah. I was lucky because I read a lot of like um one of my favorite fantasy authors is Stephen R. Donaldson. And one of his big things is he uses, like, obscure words. And so, like, if slowly, a lot of the weirder words aren't as weird because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. No, so I'm hoping it, you know, continues to expand my vocabulary, because I like, I like learning new words and fun words to use. Uh, uh, it is... Yeah, so I've got that. It is incredibly hot here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, we can we can uh, get moving on with the show. Yeah, I was I was telling them before before you jumped on, it's like ninety degrees in our apartment. Holy cow! It's ninety degrees outside, but luckily it's not that in my apartment. All right, we'll get going then. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, the sooner I can turn the AC back on, the better. Yeah. <laughs> 